Welcome back to the Hot Tip S Daily Pick Show for Thursday, March 17th. Back with some more college basketball action. And it is finally tournament time. Round of 64 starting to gain. We got all sorts of great games to bet on all day long. So let's just jump right into it. Now, the first game I want to take a look at on today's card, Michigan taking on Colorado State. The first game of the tournament, Michigan comes into this game 17 and 14. Colorado State is 25 and 5. And, you know, even though Michigan is the lower seed in this game, um, they actually are the favorites coming into this one. Overall, 32nd in Kim Palm. They're 11th in the hot to bet rankings. Colorado State, 34th in Kim Palm, 58th in the hot to bet rankings. And this is a Colorado State team in a Mountain West Conference and whole that did impress me a lot this year. A great win over Utah State in the Mountain West tournament. They do go on to lose to San Diego State. Um, but like I said, I mean, that Mountain West is, is super, super competitive. Overall, they finished Mountain West play 14 and four on the season. And while Michigan was by no means a bad team in the Big Ten, they finished 11 and nine. They certainly had their struggles, you know, losing in the first round of the Big Ten tournament to Indiana is certainly not something they want to do. Granted, Indiana's looking very, very hot right now. They they go and win that first four game. Could go on a little bit of a run. Um, but honestly, Michigan without Jawan Howard interests me a lot more than with Jawan Howard. I mean, I have not been super impressed with this Michigan team. They do do a good job shooting the ball, um, though they're, they're not horrible by any means. Hunter Dickinson leads them with 18.3 points per game. Eli Brooks is also dropping 12.3 points per game. But, you know, overall, a 53.2 effective field goal percentage, 34% from beyond the arc, 74.6% from the free throw line, all of which are very, very good. But it's still below where Colorado State is at shooting the basketball this year. Colorado State has been absolutely on fire. David Roby leads them with 19.4 points per game. Isaiah Stevens is also dropping 14.9 points per game. And overall, like I said, Colorado State is just the better shooting team going into this game. A 55.2 effective field goal percentage, 35.7% from the on the arc, and a 77.4 free throw percentage. Um, and even though Michigan might technically have the, the slight advantage on the offensive side of things in this one, these two teams are, are, are very, very close. Michigan um, 19th in Kim Palm's adjusted efficiency rankings. Colorado State is 20th. On the defensive side of the ball, Michigan is also slightly better, 50th on the defensive side, while Colorado State is 86th. But that doesn't mean this Colorado State team is horrible on the defensive side of the ball by any means. I mean, defensively, they do a really good job forcing turnovers, forcing an 18.4 turnover percentage, 170th in the country in that category. And that is one area for this Michigan defense that they cannot say the same. They have very much struggled when it comes into that department, forcing a 15 turnover percentage. They're the 355th worst team in the country when it comes to forcing turnovers. Now, granted, they do a good job holding onto the basketball, only turning it over on 17.1% of their own possessions. Um, but Colorado State's done an even better job in that department, only turning it over on 15.2% of theirs, 22nd in the country in that category. And, you know, this Michigan team, yeah, sure, they played in a much tougher conference in the Big Ten. And they do have a handful of good wins from conference play. And I'm not, and I'm not you know, discounting that at all. Um, but I'm honestly a little bit shocked. They're in this spot to begin with. I think they were, you know, a playing team at best. Quite honestly, I don't believe that Michigan even really deserves a spot in this tournament. And they've just not been very impressive to me this entire season. They've been very hot and cold. Sure, when they're hot and they're playing well, um, it's working for them. 
but they're getting far more credit than they deserve going into this game. Colorado State offensively, very, very strong through the majority of Mountain West play. Yeah, they had a few stumbles against the better teams, but that Mountain West Conference was not an easy conference this year. Um, and quite honestly, I just think the odds are wrong for this game. Seeding out the window in this game doesn't really matter that one's an 11 and one's a six seed. Colorado State gets the win in this game. They've shot the ball too well, um, and I think they keep it up here against Michigan. So give me the Colorado State money line plus 105 here against Michigan. Now, the next team we're taking a look at for the first round of the tournament, Memphis taking on Boise State. Memphis 21 and 10 on the season. Boise State was 27 and 7. Boise State comes into this game 29th in Kim Palm, 51st in the hot to bet rankings. Memphis 28th in Kim Palm, 21st in the hot to bet rankings. And, you know, um, obviously, Boise State, a great win over San Diego State in the Mountain West tournament, gets into this game. Um, but this is a Boise State team that I have loved fading this season. It's worked with, you know, varying levels of success, but. Um, um, I'm doing it once again here against a Memphis team that was certainly impressive down the stretch of the season. Sure, the American is not the toughest conference by any means of the season. I mean, going 13 and five in American play um, is certainly not a, a you know a huge accomplishment by any means. But they got a couple of wins over Houston, and really this Memphis team just played great basketball without Amani Bates in the lineup. And, and they've just been very, very good down the stretch of the season. Offensively, they've shot the balls tremendously well. Jalen Duran leads them with 12.2 points per game. DeAndre Williams dropping 10.9 points per game. And, you know, overall on the offensive side of the ball, a 52.6 effective field goal percentage, 35.9% from beyond the arc, and hitting 69.2% of their free throws. Not to say that Boise State's a bad shooting team by any means. They got a couple scores as well. Aduba Kiba leads them with 14.7 points per game Marcus Shaver dropping 13.6 points per game but overall just a little bit lower than what Memphis has been able to do a 51.1 effective field percentage 34.1% from beyond the arc and something that has concerned me all season with Boy BC State whether or not it's you know come true or not they are really bad shooting their free throws. They're only hitting 65% from the free throw line. They're the 346th, the worst team in the country when it comes to shooting their free throws. And offensively, it's going to be hard for Boise State to stack up with a Memphis team that plays a very fast style of basketball. Memphis is 58th in adjusted offensive efficiency and Kim Palm's efficiency rating. Um, Boise State 77th in offensive efficiency. Um, Memphis on the defensive side of the ball isn't quite as good, only 33rd. But you know, Boise State 19th isn't you know a whole lot higher um, than they are. But it is going to be Boise State on the defensive side of the ball that you got to look out for. Their shot defense especially has been very solid, um, only allowing a 48.2 effective field goal percentage as well as 32.4% from beyond the arc. However, Memphis's shot defense has been just as good, if not a little bit better, um, holding their opponents to a 46.5 effective field goal percentage as well as 32.1% from beyond the arc. And this is a tough matchup to, to, to really how you're going to look at it. Um, how much do you weight the American versus the Mountain West? Personally, I think they're very similar conferences, even if the American may have been slightly down this season. But when it comes right down to this game, defensively, I don't know that Boise State has a huge advantage in this matchup. They are certainly going to have to slow down Memphis offense if they want to try and stay in this game if they want to be competitive i think that michigan or memphis offense um, is just too too strong i think memphis controls this game on the offensive side of the ball and i think boise state is going to struggle in this game against one of their toughest opponents of the season i love memphis minus three here against boise state 
Now, before we get into the second half of the picks here, a quick look at the sponsor for today's video, MyBookie. If you need a sports book to bet on all of this March Madness action, go look at it. They got competitive lines for all of the games, but on top of just offering those lines, they're also hosting a bracket competition. It's a $10 entry fee with the grand prize being one Bitcoin, um, as well as second prize, you know, this NFT doodle and, you know, 100K worth of prizes going out the rest of the way down here, you know, up to 750th place. Um, is going to get some prize money. So a lot of entries or a, a lot of potential payouts for this. Um, it is a $10 entry fee. However, if you buy two entries, you can get that third one for free as well. So if you go make your first deposit on my bookie, you'll get a free entry for that as well. So a lot of great prizes, a lot of great stuff going on with my bookie. And if you're really just looking for a sports book in general to you know bet on all of these March Madness games, my bookie is an excellent place to start. So Go use the link down below and sign up for my bookie today. Now, the third game we're taking a look at for Thursday's college basketball card, Richmond taking on Iowa. Richmond comes into this game 23 and 12 on the season. Iowa is 26 and 9. And Iowa won the Big Ten tournament and they've been an impressive team, but I'm just not super sold on them. You know, they are 13th in Kempom, 12th in the Hot Tibet rankings, Richmond 83rd in Kempom, 67th in the Hot Tibet rankings. But, you know, this is a Richmond team that also went and ran through their conference, winning the A-10 tournament just to get here. I mean, by no means was Richmond a great team in the A-10 this season. They end up going 10-8 and in conference play, but yet they find themselves here. And um, Richmond has done a decently well job shooting the basketball. Tyler Burton leads them with 16.3 points per game. Grant Golden is also dropping 14.1 points per game for them. And overall, um, you know, they've been an all-right shooting team this season. A 51.1 effective field goal percentage, 33.7% from beyond the arc, and they're hitting 72.5 percent of their free throws now it's not to say that iowa is a bad shooting team at all because offensively iowa is very very strong keegan murray you know an absolute beast this season 23.6 points per game jordan bohannon also dropping 11.1 points per game and overall this iowa offense has been pretty much unstoppable this year a 53.6 effective field goal percentage 36.8 percent from beyond the arc and 74.9 percent from the free throw line and while iowa is number two in adjusted offensive efficiency according to ken palm Richmond hadn't played horrible. I mean, they're 69th on the offensive side of the ball, 104th on the defensive side of the ball. Iowa has struggled a little bit on defense, 78th on the defensive side of the ball. But one area that this Richmond team has certainly done a good job on on the offensive side of the ball is holding on to the ball. They don't turn it over really a whole lot at all. Only a 14.4 turnover percentage. They're the ninth best team in the country when it comes to holding on to the basketball. Iowa is also only turning it over on 12.9% of their possessions, third best in the country. But Iowa has struggled a little bit to force turnovers, only forcing a 19.3 turnover percentage, 119th. Richmond hasn't done a great job. Only a 19.1 turnover percentage is what they're for forcing, 133rd in the country. Um, but this Richmond defense has been decently strong this season. They've shot the ball well and Getting 10 and a half points in this game is just too many points. This Richmond team has been very, very hot down the stretch of the season. I really love what Chris Mooney has going for this team right now. And that's not to say I hate Iowa, but defensively, Iowa certainly has some problems um, and they've struggled, you know, against better opponents this season. Not to say that Richmond's not necessarily, you know, as tough as a lot of the teams they played in the Big Ten. Um, I just think Richmond has what it takes to keep this game closed. Richmond is, is not a team that you want to sleep on in this tournament. Not saying they're going to win this game outright in any means, um, but I think they keep it close. Give me Richmond plus ten and a half here against Iowa. 
Now we continue to move down the card. The next game we're taking a look at Creighton taking on San Diego State. Creighton is 22 and 11 coming into this one. San Diego State 23 and 8. San Diego State 23rd in Kempom, 33rd in the Hot Tip at Rankings. Creighton is 53rd in Kempom and 42nd in the Hot Tip at Rankings. Obviously, Creighton, you know, coming off of that loss to, to Villanova in the Big East tournament, but it's a Creighton team that I've certainly faded a few times as of late, and it hasn't necessarily worked out. We'll see how it works out this time. But overall, Creighton, a solid conference team, um, end up going 12-7 and seven in Big East play. And, and San Diego State, you know, playing in that competitive Mountain West, um, finishes with a 13-4 and four record. Definitely, you know, nothing to complain about there. And, you know, they're coming off of a one-point loss in the Mountain West Championship to Boise State. You know, certainly the San Diego State team um, is very, very strong. And they've shot the ball decently well. They're definitely not the best shooting team in the world but you know matt bradley when he's going off really does boost the san diego state team tremendously he's dropping 17 points per game trey pullman also dropping 8.5 points per game and overall you know only a 48.8 effective field goal percentage but from beyond the arc they've been unstoppable 35.8 percent from three they've done a really really good job there they're also hitting 69.5 percent of their free throws Creighton on the other side of the ball has a couple of Scott scores as well. Ryan Hawkins dropping 13.9 points per game. Ryan Kimbrenner dropping 13 points per game and, you know, a 50.9 effective field goal percentage, 30.7% from beyond the arc and 72.9% from the free throw line. And while both these teams are fairly similar on the offensive side of the ball, San Diego State 161 adjusted offensive efficiency, Creighton 162 or 126 adjusted offensive efficiency, um, according to Ken Palm. Neither one of these teams are, are offensive teams, and that's not why you're probably looking at either one of these teams to back. They're both great on the defensive side of the ball. Creighton's 17th adjusted defensive efficiency. San Diego State is the second best team um, in the country in adjusted defensive efficiency, and it really is that defense for San Diego State that makes me love them so, so much. Their shot defense especially has been absolutely outstanding this season, holding their opponents to a 44 effective field goal percentage as well as 30.4% from beyond the arc. Creighton is actually doing a slightly worse job but only by the slimmest of slim margins, holding their opponents to a 44.9 effective field goal percentage, as well as 31.7% from beyond the arc. So, you know, defensively, two very, very solid teams. Offensively, not so much. And, and even though San Diego State doesn't get the nod on the offensive side of the ball, I think if they can find a way to hit their shots from three, an area on defense where Creighton hasn't struggled a ton, um, but is certainly worse off than San Diego State. If San Diego State can find that in this game, I think they're going to get it done. Really, I think the defense for San Diego State in this one gets it done. Might I regret baiting against Creighton once again, potentially, but I love the San Diego State team. Love how they've been playing. Take them, taking them minus two here against Creighton. Now the final game we're taking a look at for Thursday's card, Akron taking on UCLA. Akron comes into this game 24 and 9. UCLA is 25 and 7. Akron 131st in Kim Palm, 115 in the hot tip at rankings. UCLA 9th in Kim Palm, 4th in the hot tip at rankings. And you know. This is a, an Akron team that I couldn't get right in the MAC tournament. I bet against them a couple times, and they just kept winning, kept winning big and in, in impressive formats. Um, you know, they finished the season with wins in their last five games, and it's really just an Akron team that had to go on an impressive performance to get here. They did it, and, and they're in a hard matchup against UCLA, um, but one that they're certainly capable of competing in. I mean, UCLA coming off the, the Pac-12 championship loss to Arizona and, you know, finished the season 15-5, and five, and there's certainly a lot of hype around UCLA, you know, because they went on that Final Four run last year. 
But I don't know that it's necessarily all warranted. I mean, UCLA, in all honesty, underperformed a little bit here in the season. Not to say they're a bad team by any means. I mean, don't get that wrong. UCLA is still a great team. Um, and honestly, I still think they win this game. But Akron's going to be competitive here. UCLA shooting the ball. Johnny Juzang leads them with 16 points per game. Jamie Jauquez dropping 14 points per game. You know, overall, UCLA has been a fine team shooting the basketball at 50.6 effective field percentage, 35.1% from me on the arc, and 73.6% from the free throw line. But that's not to say Akron's been a bad shooting team. I mean, they've been right up there with what UCLA has done. Ali Ali leads them with 14.2 points per game. Enrique Freeman dropping 13.2 points per game. And like I said, Akron overall is a solid team shooting the basketball. A 52.8 effective field goal percentage, 35.6% from beyond the arc, as well as hitting 69.2% of their free throws. Um, offensively and defensively, UCLA is a great team. You know, UCLA 14th adjusted offensive efficiency, while Akron 113th. Akron is also 166th on the defensive side of the ball, while UCLA is 12th. But don't let those numbers fool you. Akron, one, has just gotten super, super hot. And defensively, they're not as bad as, as those might seem. Their perimeter defense could use some work. They are allowing 34.8% from it on the arc. And if UCLA just starts knocking down threes all night, um, this spread could dwindle quickly. Uh, but overall, Akron's shot defense has been pretty decent, only allowing a 49.3 effective field goal percentage. Not a whole lot worse than what UCLA is doing, allowing a 47.7 effective field goal percentage. UCLA also allowing 32.2% from it on the arc. And I love what Mick Cronin has done with his UCLA program. It, it's nice to see him being relevant, um, you know, in the grander landscape of college basketball once again. Um, but I think they're going to struggle to win big in this game. Akron's a team that really impressed me down the stretch of the season, how they finished out regular season play, how they just rolled through the MAC tournament, you know, knocking off Toledo and in, in the fashion that they did was no easy turn or no, no easy task. And, and, and Akron's been up for the task um, in all of their games so far. 13 and a half points is just way too many for this matchup give me akron plus 13 and a half here against ucla now that is it for thursday's college basketball show now obviously this week i'll be very very active over on twitter and in all the social media platforms so make sure following at hot to bets chris on twitter and instagram so you don't miss out on any of the stuff over there if you haven't already checked out the bracket live stream go check it out we streamed for three hours and 40 minutes on sunday as soon as i get done recording this show and uploading we're going to be streaming again here wednesday afternoon um, going over the bracket once again so um if that's happening at the moment go take a look at that live stream um if not go watch the replay i'm sure there's a lot of great information in there there was a ton of great information on sunday just as i was all around gambling on the tournament um and filling out brackets and, and really everything in between so take a look at that and also if you are watching here on youtube hit the like button subscribe to the channel hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future content gonna be all sorts of stuff happening on the channel all march madness long i don't want you to miss out on any of it um and most importantly drop a comment down below let me know who you guys are betting on for thursday whether you're tailing me whether you're fading me doesn't hurt my feelings either way but i'd love to hear what you guys are betting on and thanks for watching today's show i will see you guys tomorrow